A Canadian judge rules that giving the middle finger is a God-given right. NASA is monitoring an asteroid that might collide with Earth on Valentine's Day. And Berlin is going to let everyone go topless at their public swimming pools. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Yippee! mofo! Giving someone the middle finger is a God-given right, according to a judge. This decision is out of the country of Canada, a place that is near and dear to me because I have so many wonderful listeners from Canada and they all have such a great sense of humor. Sounds like you have a judge who is a reasonable human being too. This judge says that giving the middle finger is part of your personal expression. You have the right to give people the middle finger. It says here giving your neighbor the middle finger may not be polite, but it is protected as part of an individual's right to freedom of expression under the Canadian Constitution, according to a judge. Now, the word neighbor is in this statement. I'm wondering if it uh, if the ruling includes people that are outside of just your neighborhood. Can you give the middle finger to a bus driver or uh, (laughs) can you give the middle finger while you're at jury duty? Is that okay? What about at the DMV? I really want to give the middle finger when I find myself at the Department of Motor Vehicles. I don't know what comes over me. Must be that atmosphere. So we have a 26-page decision. Judge Dennis Galiatsatos. Sounds like a lovely, reasonable Greek man. 26 pages, though, to tell people they can give the middle finger. That just lets you know how difficult it is to be a judge. Too much paperwork, man. So in his decision, Judge Dennis of the French-speaking province of Quebec dismissed the case against a man accused of harassing his neighbor in a suburb of Montreal. Now, the ruling states, quote, To be abundantly clear, it is not a crime to give someone the finger. Flipping the proverbial bird is a God-given, charter-enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. Well, there you have it. He says it's God-given, you know, because God created man's middle finger in his image, as you know, and saw that it was good. (laughs) Now, he mentioned the charter in this quote here, saying it's charter-enshrined. He's referring to... Uh, Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So they have a nice little charter there that allows people to give the middle finger and to apparently be drunk all day. That must be one of their uh, rights, according to the charter, because that's what they are up there. They're drunk all day long. (laughs) I'm just picking on you Canadians. That's because Canadians don't get butt hurt so easily like we do here in the States. And I applaud you for that. Now, regarding the details of the case, the judge said that the fact that this man was arrested and prosecuted at all was a bewildering injustice and a waste of time. What exactly happened? Well, the police arrested a man named Neil Epstein in May 2021 after he flipped two middle fingers at a neighbor named Michael, who apparently had threatened him while holding a power tool. Okay, so you got (laughs) one man's holding a what could be construed as a weapon, he doesn't get arrested, but the man holding up his middle fingers gets arrested. How does this make sense? Well, nevertheless, the judge said, quote, this gesture may not be civil, it may not be polite, it may not be gentlemanly. Nevertheless, it does not trigger any criminal liability. And then the judge added that despite the common vernacular, cases aren't actually, quote, thrown out 
but that in this manner, the court is inclined to actually take the file and throw it out the window. However, he said, unfortunately, the courtrooms of the Montreal courthouse don't have any windows. (laughs) Even the judge is funny. You see, everybody in Canada is hilarious. I love it. Now, I'm wondering if in my country, the judge would have made the same decision. I highly doubt it because... Well, I live in a place where words can violently assault someone's feelings. You could get you can get imprisoned for that. I highly doubt that hand gestures are okay here. NASA is monitoring an asteroid that could collide with Earth on Valentine's Day 2046. It's the sound of science. That's right, guys. But don't worry, NASA is on the case. The apocalypse is on the way, but at least we know the exact day. It's Valentine's Day, 2046. Well, finally, I have a retirement plan. Okay, it says, Out of the millions of asteroids in our solar system, there's a very small fraction known to potentially impact Earth. But scientists found a new asteroid a couple of weeks ago that so far seems to pose one of the greatest risks of them all. The asteroid is known as 2023-DW. It was first discovered on February 26, according to the European Space Agency. It has now been added to the agency's risk list. Have you heard of the risk list? NASA has a risk list. I wonder if Florida is number one on the risk list. Apparently, this risk list, I just like saying risk list. Say that five times fast. That's difficult. All right, do it with me. Ready? One, two, three. Let's go. Risk list, risk list, risk list, risk list, risk list, risk list. I just, I, I almost got it right. All right. The risk list is a catalog of space objects that could potentially have some kind of impact on Earth. And because of what scientists have seen so far, its ranking on the list is currently at number one. This particular asteroid, the Valentine's Day, I'll call it the V-Day Rock, is listed as number one. It's not your typical V-Day Rock, which, as you know, is a diamond. This one is um, this one's made up of destruction. And it's on the way. It's currently number one. It must have knocked Florida out of the number one spot here. NASA doesn't want us all to be alarmed, though. You should still make plans for that day. Make sure you have a date for 2046. With my luck, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the time where I actually do have a Valentine, and <laughs> then it'll just all end and go away. Um, they, they say here, 2023 DW, that's the name of the asteroid, has a Torino scale ranking of one, meaning that it's currently predicted to pose, quote, no unusual level of danger according to the scale. Researchers believe it has about a 50-meter diameter, which is about the length of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. But they say that the size uncertainty could be large. Current calculations show the chance of collision is extremely unlikely with no cause for public attention or public concern. Then why the article? (laughs) Why the clickbait here, NASA? Why the scaremongering if there's no public concern? And why is it number one on your list, on your risk list, if there's no imminent danger. I'm very confused here. Now, NASA says the soonest the asteroid would potentially impact Earth isn't for more than two decades. They're saying that the 2023 DW asteroid could impact the planet on Valentine's Day 2046. It also has the potential to impact on Valentine's Days thereafter from 2047 to 2051, according to the risk list. Why Valentine's Day, I wonder? What are the chances of it impacting Earth? Let's get get down to some betting numbers. They're saying it has a 1 in 607 chance of impacting the Earth, which is also coincidentally the same percent chance that I have of getting laid Valentine's Day 2046 as well. <laughs>
Now, no need to really fear, it seems. NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office says it has been tracking this asteroid and that its risk of impacting Earth in 2046 remains, quote, very small. Then why the fear-mongering, NASA? Do you need PR that bad? Do you need attention that bad? My goodness, you're like an influencer on Instagram trying to get clicks. NASA says... Quote, often when new objects are first discovered, it takes several weeks of data to reduce the uncertainties and adequately predict their orbits years into the future. Orbit, anal- orbit anal- analysts orbit analysts will continue to monitor asteroid 2023 DW and update predictions as more data comes in, guys. Okay, so I guess we're going to learn whether or not we're all going out with a bang. <laughs> See, bang. See what I did? Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Berlin is going to allow everyone to go topless at public swimming pools. (gasps) Well, I never. How scandalous. Going topless at public swimming pools. Even the women. (gasps) You are going to expose those breasts to the children? What is going to happen to their moral fiber? I wonder. Their virtues, their ethics. (gasps) They may not get into heaven. (laughs) How scandalous. Topless at public swimming pools. That's right, guys. As shocking as it may be, women in Berlin will soon be allowed to go topless at the city's public swimming pools, just like the men can, according to the Berlin state government. This was the decision made the end of last week. The new bathing rules allow everyone to go swimming without covering their torsos following a discrimination complaint by a woman who was not allowed to go topless in a swimming pool in the capital city. Now, this woman is not being identified, but she was pretty upset that she wasn't allowed to show her boobies at the pool. So she turned to the Senate's ombudsperson's office for equal treatment and demanded that women, just like men, can swim topless. And in reaction to her complaint and the local government's involvement in the case, we have an organization called, hmm, I'm not sure I can pronounce this, the Berliner Badabetrebe. Anyways, this organization runs the city's public pools. They decided to just, you know what? We're going to change our clothing rules. You don't want to wear a shirt? No problem. Want to be topless? (laughs) It's okay. And then in response to the decision, the ombudsperson's office very much said they welcomed the decision of the because it establishes equal rights for all Berliners, whether male, female, or non-binary, because it also creates legal certainty for the staff at the it says here, in the past, women, of course, who bared their breastesis at the Berlin pools were asked to cover themselves or to leave the pool. And that was so the children can get into heaven. Uh, they were sometimes banned from returning to the pools altogether if they previously bared their breastesis. Here's a quote from the organization, the government people. 
I can't pronounce these names. So Now it is important that the regulation is applied consistently and that no more expulsions or house bans at the pools are issued. Okay? Yeah? Okay? Yeah. Says here, as to when the new bathing rules would be applied, that was not immediately clear. Let's assume it's going to begin this summer, though, when the pools are pretty busy. I'd imagine the public pools are shut down for the winter. It's not exactly warm over there, from my understanding. Now, as far as a backup plan goes to save the souls of the children that might be exposed to these evil breastly sites, um, I'd imagine they're going to have to import some exorcists in Berlin because the children are going to need exorcisms after they're exposed to these awful breasts. You know how that goes, guys. You have to save the children. In my country, we do not allow the children to see the breasts because we know what will happen. They'll just, they're right on the, the road to hell at that point. Now, of course, we allow them to see all the guns they want to see, but the breasts can't have it, man. Can't have the exposure to the breasts. <laughs> Yay! Hey, what's up, my loyal listeners and weirdos? Appreciate you joining me for another episode of Weird AF News. Hope you had a nice weekend. Hope you enjoyed that Florida Friday episode. Shout out to everyone who sent me Florida articles. That was pretty cool. I want to give love to Adam Mobley, who bought me a coffee, uh, which is a great way to support me. You know you know how much I love the caffeine. So shout out to Adam Mobley. Wrote me a nice message, too. Um, what do you say here? You're awesome, Jonesy. Uh, you've made my day and night for a long time. Keep up the great work, Jonesy. When the Jonesy fam was needing you, you little badass, you still put on a show, barely able to talk in your closet. You're a badass. You're not forgotten. Thank you. Adam's referring to the time I had COVID and couldn't talk. Uh, there's been other times where I lost my voice, too. I always, I, look, listen, I push through, man. Yeah, I get in my closet. If I had to drive to a studio, maybe I would have copped out, but <laughs> I just kind of crawl into the closet with no energy and just turn on the record button and make it happen still. So, once again, thank you to Adam. Thanks for the coffee. Uh, someone else bought me a coffee here. Let's see here. Jonesy505. So, Jonesy505, no relation to yours truly. Jonesy wrote, uh, Jonesy, bro, you got to check the green chili roasts out in New Mexico in the fall. Good stuff, man. Got to experience it. Yeah. I would love to experience it. I've, I've only been to New Mexico on one occasion. That was when I drove car- cross country, and I just kind of zipped through it. I remember the landscape was tremendous, though. It was like really, really different from what I've ever experienced. Um, and I got to make it back there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's not too far from Cali, I suppose. I think it's like a, I don't know, it's probably like a 16 hour drive that can be done. Maybe I will. Anyways, thank you for the coffee. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. The the nice messages you guys write, it makes me feel good. So, um, if you guys want to support me by buying me a coffee, go to my website, weirdafnews.com, and click on Buy Jonesy a Coffee. Very, very easy. You can also join the Patreon there. Um, you can click on Join Patreon. And uh, now let's jump into a couple of reviews that I got over the weekend on Amazon. We have uh, Patrick J. Hendricks left me five stars and wrote, You funny fella. This is on Amazon. Oh, Jonesy, you so funny. I came across your podcast by sheer accident under a list of available podcast options by my phone. From the first time I heard your closet commentary, I was hooked. Favorite day of the week to look forward to, Florida Fridays. Good luck with your life, man. (laughs) Thank you, Patrick. Good luck with your life, man, as well. Good luck with all your lives, man. 
Uh, that was really sweet of you, Patrick, to take the time to give me five-star review and write all that. Thank you. And uh, I want to give the same amount of love to Jason D. Jason D. did the same thing. Five stars. Wrote me a great review on Amazon. Shout out to Jason D. Uh, Jason wrote, got to get my daily fix of AF news. Jonesy, when are you coming out of the closet, dude? I appreciate all the work you do to put this podcast together. I enjoy listening every day. Love the interesting news from around the world and the comedic splash that you add in there. Never listen to the naysayers. Peace. Never listen to the naysayers. I like that. Oh, sometimes I listen to the naysayers, though, Jason. I can't help it. They, they write me nasty things, and it's hard to ignore these things. Uh, I, think the, uh, I think the goal is to listen to the naysayers, but don't take it personally, which I'm getting better at that. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Boston guy. I just, I'm a, you know, I, I have a, I can get, a, I get angry. I get, you know, I'm a fighter at the, at the, deep inside me. I'm still a fighter. I'm a scrappy guy. So I just want to. I just want to like attack these people, you know, I want to get them back. I just have to, I have to learn to not do that. So I'm getting better at it though. I'm getting better at it. Uh, and you know what helps is like you guys, you, I get a bad review, but then I get five good reviews afterward. That makes me feel amazing. So you guys help me deal with it. You know, you're like my therapy here. <laughs> Giving me affirmation after I've been attacked is like the greatest. So thank you so much. I appreciate it all that you do with your reviews and whatnot. Thank you so much, guys. You can leave reviews on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify from uh, my understanding. So if you, if you don't have any money to support me by buying me a coffee and you still want to support, that would be great. Do that. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please do. Call the show, 646-450-2012. I have an email, funnyjones at gmail.com if you want to write me a, a note or a uh, Send me an article, and uh, I'm on Instagram, at Funny Jones, as well, if you want to see what's what I got going on in the world of stand-up comedy. Maybe I'm performing near you, going to Dallas, Fort Worth area, the end of this month. So, anyways, uh, thank you so much for spending some time. Okay, bye.